Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Tuning into the Metal Forge, I am Mark Jackson and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at metalforgeradio at gmail.com or visit the website metalforgeradio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What is going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning into the first episode of 2022 here in the Metal Forge. My name is Mark Jackson, and I am your host. I hope everybody had an awesome New Year's party, that you were safe and had fun. You didn't get in any accidents. You didn't get too drunk out there. Because remember, kids, drink responsibly. And worship the devil. No, I'm kidding. No, I no, not really. Um, seriously, this week we have a freaking awesome episode. We have a brand new band that just released their first single a few days ago. We've got Tail Gunner from England, and oh my god, they are great. Zach is on the line. He's waiting. He's chomping at the bit to come in and talk about this new awesome band. I've been sharing some stuff, so I know you've seen it, and you know, I know you dig it, because it's fucking awesome. It's that nice return to rock, you know? I'm really digging a lot of this new stuff that's coming out these days, because everybody, things that have started as a passion project during COVID have morphed into this awesome stuff where people are now getting these bands actually together and they're recording together, and then they're going to start playing shows, and it's just awesome, because hopefully we can get some of these European bands to the States, hopefully we can get some of these States bands over to Europe, just to have an awesome independent metal scene. And New Year's resolutions is to better update you guys for the guests coming on the, the show prior to the week. So, you know, you've always been able to check MetalForgeRadio.com, and usually I update that once a month with the guests coming on, so people know who's going to be there. I try not to do it too much on Facebook and Instagram until the week of their show, because the algorithm will fuck me over every time it gets, because they don't ever want anybody going away from their website. So, promoting on there, unless you're paying for it, 
is really hard to do. So one of the things I really would impress upon all of you guys to do is if you could, if you listen to the Metal Forge on an app where you can rate and review the show, please rate and review the Metal Forge. Please share the page on Facebook. Please, you know, tag me on your Instagram posts. Do whatever you can to help grow the audience. We're sitting right around 5,000 followers across almost all like four social media platforms where it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all of that stuff. I've got about 5,000 people. Let's grow that number this year. Let's really put in the effort and tell me who you want. Tell me what questions you want me to ask these people so we can get the awesome interviews that you want to hear. Not just me, because it's not just about the, the Metal Forge. It's about all of you guys. All of you dudes and chicks and girls and everybody. It's it's all inclusive here at the Metal Forge, and we want to know what you want. So shoot me that message. Send me that email. Do whatever you can to let me know who it is you want to see and who it is you want to hear from and how I can better improve your listening experience. So please rate and review like, share, and follow. That's the best thing that you could do. And thank you so much for that. So coming up later this month, we've got another first band here on the Metal Forge. We have from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, home of the Hitman, baby. We've got Contact coming in. Those guys are super rad. There's members from Traveler. There's members from Hrom. You're really going to dig these guys. I know you are. Then, the following week, we have, from California, Stoner Groove at its evilest is Solar Haze. Super awesome, guys. And then, the week after that, we're going to have Andrew, the proprietor of Metal Assault Records, who I've recently teamed up with to help promote their 12-year anniversary show. Andrew will be on the show to talk about Metal Assault Records, possibly what they're looking for in submissions, and so on and so forth. And then there's February, the time of lovers. What can I say? We're going to make it the most evil for you. (laughs) No, really. I do want to take a minute here, and not to sully the mood, but I do want to dedicate this show to my friend Jacob Smith. Jacob was in Overload in the Blood for Blood era, the second album, from uh, midway through 2011 through um, September of 2012. We recorded an album. We went and played in Hollywood together. We had an awesome-ass tour road trip, and where there might have been some ill will at the time uh, when he had left, we, we did get a chance to make up, and I do want to dedicate this show to him. I want you to rest easy, my friend, until we meet again. Down below, there are links to the sponsors. And without you guys supporting them, they can't support the Metal Forge either. And I am so grateful that you all do help these businesses. Whether you're listening to their podcast, you're buying instruments from them, you're going and getting tattoos, you're going to the Discogs page. Thank you all so much. And continue to please support all of these guys. You know, Ageless Art, Tattoo and Piercing, Mom's Music, Maxwell's House of Music, Better Days Records, Unchained Tapes, Mercenary Press, The Wrestling Steve Show, The Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast, the It's Gonna Get Weird Podcast. Keep supporting those guys because every bit helps us at the Metal Forge and it helps them too. Also, making sure you all uh, click on the Spotify playlist as well. You'll get to hear all of the previous uh, bands that have been on the show, and you'll be supporting those people as well, too. Thank you all. So, I don't have a song to play first before the interview this week. I was talking with Zach, and he was just like, dude, I would love to, but we're only releasing the first single. And I was like, come on, man, I need two songs. It's the way the show goes. And they they just they they said no to me. So we only got the one, but we're gonna play it at the very end of the show. And I know you're gonna dig it because it's fucking awesome. 
So let's listen to some sponsors here for a second, and I will be right back with Zach Salvini from Tail Gunner. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine, an independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, Metalheads, I'm being joined on the line right now with Zach Salvini from the band Tail Gunner. New hey thing. Yeah, hey, what's going on, man? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm good, dude. How are you doing? Man, I am, I'm doing all right. You know, it's a new year, it's a new Metal Forge, and we're just ready to go. Yeah, I think, yeah, pretty exciting stuff, to be honest. Um, uh, hopefully, the 2022 has got a lot in store for us, uh, definitely for the tail gunner. Um, we've got a, a lot uh, in, uh, in the pipeline for you guys. Definitely. Uh, all the things, did you have good holidays and everything? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, the usual Christmas shenanigans, just hanging around with family um relaxing eating too much food uh always too much (laughs) alcohol yeah you know how it is yeah definitely definitely so tail gunner is a brand new thing y'all just got kicked off here at the beginning of the year so tell everybody out in metal forge land about tail gunner yeah well yeah we it's uh we're a brand new thing to the to the public eye it's been been a long long um, process getting here actually we've spent um the last two years really um prepping our stuff and uh getting ready for this um release we're we're banned from the uk to sum us up we we have a fresh take on old school classic metal and um we're here to um uh excite people and uh, hopefully, um, uh, and uh, get people uh, and basically kick ass. Uh, Absolutely, uh, yes, <laughs> definitely. Because that's what that's what it's all about is kicking ass and getting people into something new. You know, all the greats are great for a reason. These new bands that are coming out, like you guys and and a lot of the people that I got to interview in the last couple of years, they're just as great as the bands like Maiden and Priest and all that. It's a new generation. Yeah, and that's what we hope we hope to to help sort of bring forward the new generation of this metal music and um um some people may say um metal is dead, rock is dead, but that's bullshit. It, uh, it absolutely think, is. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, you can always reinvent rock and metal music because it's been reinvented so many times before. So how I don't understand how people say it's dead other than the fact that, you know, you might not get radio play. I mean, but still, bands like Maiden, bands like Metallica, they didn't get radio play back in the day either. 
So yeah. what's the, you know, it's like, what's the, what's the cutoff here? Because it's kind of following the same parallel. Yeah. I mean, uh, and you have to start from somewhere. And so that's why um, we've really taken the time over the last two years. Uh, and unfortunately, as you know, we've had this uh, sort of miserable situation with COVID. Uh, but as they say, every cloud has a silver lining. And the silver lining for us is it, it gave us a, a good opportunity to really prepare and make sure that we 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 come come uh, hit the ground running and um, and we never look back really. Uh, so it, and it's very exciting. It's been um, how 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 do I word it? Imagine uh, we've done we've got such great and exciting stuff which we've done and we've done it and we've done it uh, about a year ago, um, two years ago, and we've had to wait and we've had to be patient. Uh, because we want to do everything right. We want to make sure that uh, we build the excitement right and everyone gets us and uh, feels excited to check us out and check our music out and um, just be part of our band. Definitely, which is something that I wanted to bring up as well because I think it's so awesome, and I've always tried to do this in any band that I've ever got in to be a part of or you know, formed like with Overload, my band, I have always tried to, at the inception of the band, be ready for everything. Have merch for shows day one. And, you know, just try to get, you know, an album release. It's like, okay, well, before we play show number one, I want to write and record and get everything done and go and have it pressed so we can go and we play a show and there it is. They can buy it right then. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's so important. And in UK especially, you often see bands who, yeah, they're producing great stuff and they, um, and they produce this great stuff and they go to shows, but it, there's always a loss of momentum, be it, um, with, um, their social media, with, um, with, releasing new music there always seems to be periods of great activity where they're um, showing us all this great new heavy metal music and really getting you engaged with the music and then there's periods of inactivity and we really want to avoid avoid that we just want everything we just want to excite everyone all the time right from the go for a long time. <laughs> Absolutely. Because it seems like over the last two years, you do have those bands that have just kind of fallen off the map. But then again, you, then you've got these other things that have come out, these great albums over the last two years that have come out. And when bands have put out albums over something like the pandemic, I know this is un, unbeknownst to, you know, all of us. This is all new territory, right? Yeah, absolutely. But putting out an album, say, in March of 2020 and then not getting to play shows until September of 2021, you know, a year and a half later, it's like, yeah. to me, I'm sure they've already written so much new material. So yeah. it's like, how do you gauge, okay, well, I've got to do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's it's incredibly frustrating as a musician. Um, and I imagine especially the musicians that released albums at the, at the start of the pandemic is, um, you want to be playing that stuff in front of people. You want to, uh, hear, like crank up your guitar amp, uh, hear, feel the vibrations in the floor and, uh, and let the whole world know your music through playing it live. And it's just, it's sort of the, the pandemic has, um, stop that as you know and instead though there is a uh, um people have been and we've been able to focus on writing music recording music getting music prepared in covid and so that's a good benefit but it is on the other hand frustrating not being able to play this live absolutely the whole like live stream thing it it was there and then it wasn't and I'm kind of glad that it, it didn't stick around as much on, on a whole because yeah, I would love to see bands perform live no matter what. Okay. Even if it's on video, I still like to watch concert videos and, and stuff like that. But some bands don't benefit from a videoed performance. Mine, mine personally is, you know, not great on yeah. video performance, but, uh, but it's the energy that you're missing from the live show. 
Ab- absolutely. I have to say, it, it, there is always something missing. And these live streams, they were great because they filled they filled a gap at the time. And um, however, um, there is still a difference between live stream and a live performance because you still get the atmosphere of the crowd. But but there is nothing. Uh, I mean, a recorded live performance. You um, you still hear the screams of the crowd. You still get the sh- the panning shots of the huge crowds and the excited faces and uh yeah although there's nothing like being being live um in person oh for sure hearing the loud music um and you get the sort of um and it's great and i think especially with how technology has been recently especially with if for example you take nor work as in a lot of people in the uk and i'm I'm sure there's probably the same case in the us uh have been working from home over the pandemic and there's been a surge of teams and zoom meetings and it's meant that everyone's become so detached from people if that makes sense Mm, and definitely activity yeah and i feel like there's a, a hunger well there's definitely for me being sort of locked up my home for a year and a half two years um, there's a hunger to go out and experience things firsthand and not through a, a screen definitely you know i re- i went to a show back in november and it was municipal waste in cr- nice. in crowbar and i was absolutely blown away from the performances but i hadn't been to a show even before the pandemic in so long that my ears were ringing. Oh, uh, yes. And yeah. after that show, for like three or four days after, I, my ears rang, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, this, <laughs> something's messed up here. <laughs> but, of, of course it, but, of course, it went away. It's just where you're not used to it. Yeah. And you kind of, yeah, become desensitized. Like, yes, yeah, that feeling of going to bed after a gig and then closing your eyes and then thinking, oh, shit. That's that's a loud ringing in my ears. <laughs> Very much. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I I feel, and this is like the the shithead musician in me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes I feel like if I go to bed after a show and I don't have that feeling, I'm like, did I really give it my all if I performed that show? And it's like, you know, did they really give it their all if I went to it, it to a show and it wasn't that bad? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the question, like, um, what was it? What's the question? If a tree fell in a forest right. and uh, <laughs> you weren't there to hear it, did it make a sound? It's like, if you don't have the ringing in your ears when you go to sleep after a gig, did the gig really happen? Right. <laughs> yes. Hey, everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Tell me about the recording process for you guys. You've been working on this for two years now. Did you all actually go go to a studio or did you do this at at home and have somebody mix and master it? How did you all do it? 
So we've, we've actually, um, it's pretty cool to be honest. Uh, we at the beginning of, um, 2021, we all went to a, uh, converted Victorian chapel. Uh, and we spent, I think, two weeks there, um, just, um, recording, um, getting up to no good, having just the best time. And the atmosphere was pretty cool. We, yeah, recorded the whole album, uh, at the studio. We had everything prepared beforehand and, um, it was a great bonding experience. I have to say, got lots of stories from it. Exciting times. I look back at it with, um, a lot of nostalgia, actually, really. It's, uh, it was a, a good experience. Absolutely. Yeah, I can dig that because going into a studio, and this is what a lot of people don't get today. Like everybody can record at home. It seems like on a focus ride, on a, on, on something, some little USB interface and be able to plug in whatever effects and whatever they want to use on the digital shit. But like going to an actual place to record an actual studio, I think can be a lost art at this point because it's different. Yeah. It, it really puts the pressure on. Well, to be honest, actually there's probably been a, um, a slight, slight misunderstanding. So what we did, we, we, um, we kind of, we did it, um, ourselves in a makeshift way. Um, we, we work in this chapel. We, um, for example, Craig for vocals, one of the rooms we were able, we spent a lot of time padding it out, getting, um, um, making sure the acoustics were good for him to record his vocals. And, um, we, we did it on a, on a budget, but in a way it is, um, there's a lot more attachment to it. As in, we were able to, um, listen, uh, to, um, the, to the recordings and the sounds we were producing. For example, with Craig's vocals, be able to, it, it, it kind of gave us a sense of, um, attachment to the building we were recording to as well. Definitely. In as well. And, um, it was, um, a, a, a lot of fun, uh, hanging out with guys. And um, being able to sort of craft it your own way was great as well. And um, since um, record, since um, do, doing the recordings, we've we're really excited that we've managed to. We've been speaking with Olaf um, from Enforcer, who okay. will be um, mixing and mastering our album, which is super exciting for us as um, a, a Enforcer or a huge influence for the band. Hell yeah. And what I wanted to get to the point with this was it might not just be like a necessarily a an actual studio that that, you know, is that's what they do as a business. You know, there's tons of bands that have went and made studios in places. You're not just recording it in in somebody's bedroom or yes. or, or a front room. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. Yeah, there's there's more of a we want, there's more of a story to it. There's more of a, a, a bond to it. There's more of a, a, a feel of unity as a band. Right. If that makes sense. Whereas you can do it where I sit at home. I've got my setup. I've got my interface. I go, I, I don't know, mic up. I can either do a, a mic up my amp in my room or, um, just go straight into my interface, record something, then send the files over to Tom on bass and he records something and you send it over. And yeah, that, uh, that may be a, practical way of doing it but in a way you lose the soul of the music the experience the, involved the experience yes absolutely and i think sometimes that's what is missing from some music today is that if you never see each other and you just record an album and then you might go on you might get together for two or three days before going on a two or three week tour i mean are you really a band at that point i mean are you just a recording project I, I, it's, it's a weird thing to me because yeah. I think a band, you know, is, and this is where it's all changed with the, with the internet and everything else is where you can have members in wherever, you know, you, like you guys, you know, you all are all across the United Kingdom and same thing. You can have members in the United States or whatever at that point. Yeah. I think, um, I think it's very important. You mentioned that because that's, um, as you described it with um, how easy it is to sort of pass uh, with technology to it becomes more like a factory uh, process, a more of a more of a sort of business transaction 
and that in a sense you could lose from the art of writing music as in sitting down and discussing ideas and um, playing off of each other as in that is uh, such an important thing the, to be able to understand how each uh, each member plays their instrument writes with their instrument and um what they want to produce musically from their instrument and as a collective band. Right. And on that same train of thought, with you guys being all over the UK, how did you all get together to write? So this is, yeah, this is interesting. So this starts off with Tom. And so Tom, I would say about two, uh, two and a half years ago, I was, um, in a, a band, uh, called Snow White and we were uh playing some music touring and um at that point Tom reached out to um me and he had been in uh co- having conversations with a um guy named Craig who's the singer in the band and he had the song Guns for Hire written uh, penciled out on paper and wanted um uh, my help with um the guitars and guitar work for the song so initially the band started off in this way and there were no sort of expectations it wasn't expected that i uh leave my band and at the time craig was in a band called midnight prophecy it was just a project um which tom was um slowly brewing away in in the background from there my band sort of disbanded and um i i i linked up with tom and after I linked up with Tom, um, we, um, we got, um, Pat, Pat on board, who's the other guitarist. Um, there was still Craig, who was singing in a band called Midnight Prophecy. And this, at this point, it was more of a, um, it, the, the band was, um, coming together and, um, Tom was realizing his ambition and dream of, um, pulling this band together. Afterwards, Midnight Prophecy lost their bassist and guitarist and they had a UK tour to go on. So they asked both myself, Craig asked myself and Tom to join. So we joined and we were preparing to go on tour with Midnight Prophecy. However, unfortunately, the tour was on April, April 2020. Oh, so the cancellation. Yeah. 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 So there was the cancellation. COVID ruined everything, uh, with that regards to that. And I think it also had a, a, an effect on Midnight Prophecy. And it meant that Midnight Prophecy slowly, um, well, disbanded themselves. And from there, we were able to, um, speak with their drummer, Sam, who is our drummer now. And that's how initially the, the band was formed. And despite being all over the country, we rehearse, um, regularly in Birmingham where you have priests and um, uh, Black Sabbath, yeah, of course. Uh, And um, sometimes in Stoke-on-Trent, Craig's got an absolutely awesome uh, studio, uh, which we go to and we use. And I think it's odd. In the UK, we're so tightly packed in a small space, whereas in the US... Um, it's, in my impression, is it's a lot more spread out. In and some so for, places it is. Yeah. Like you've so, got, you've got major metroplexes. It's like uh, New York and LA and Detroit, you know, major, Chicago, major cities. And even still, even in Louisville, where Louisville, Kentucky, where I'm based out of, it's still a pretty big city. Yeah. But it's, of course, so, it's nowhere near the size of places like New York and LA. Yeah. I, I think. Uh, the, the 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 thing is, but like in UK, let's say to travel two hours, that's considered uh, an extreme, uh, a long distance to to make. Interesting, because it, it is interesting. I think from an American perspective, it would be interesting because um, for in the UK, going from sort of because two hours is effectively you could could from for me two hours is going up to Birmingham, which is in the middle of the country. And so it, from a perspective, it can be considered that, but I definitely don't. I try and look at it like in the US, I imagine two hours could be the next town along sort of thing. And I think it depends on your sort of motivations. If you really want to make it as a musician and sort of it, you, you have to be motivated to, to do this traveling. And for me, 
traveling two hours is not much for us it all takes about two hours to travel to birmingham to practice which is fine uh right. i i have no yeah and 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 still it's that dedication that it makes it worthwhile in the end uh, yeah absolutely yeah you, you have to put your heart and soul into these things for sure Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at... 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. When is the album set to come out? So that the album, we we actually are slowly releasing our singles, and we'll be doing this throughout. 2022 this year and so we've got uh, a few more singles to to show the world before we can fully re- release the album in 2023 don't worry though there's going there's a lot of content we've got prepared for all you guys we've um, got these singles and we've got interviews um documentary footage nice. uh, playthrough lots of stuff uh to keep you entertained until the the fateful day the the album is dropped absolutely and of course you know it's a it when it does come out it'll be on cd and digital and hopefully vinyl everywhere yeah absolutely it's uh uh anywhere so anyone get the possibility to listen to it on all the streaming services on vinyl on cd you name it hell yeah we want the whole world to know Absolutely. We're always looking forward to it for sure. On tape. <laughs> on Yes. And you know, that's, <laughs> that's interesting sure. because cassettes have come back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't realize. Yeah. I suppose because it's now probably vintage, isn't it? So. Right. It, well, everything old is new again type deal. Yeah. Vinyl came back within the last 15 years because everybody remembers being a kid. Everybody in like our generation remembers being a kid and having their parents' record collection and then wondering why that in the nineties, why didn't we have records coming out? Because it yeah. was, it was cost, it was, you know, due to cost effectiveness and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know what? I think most of the rock and metal heads decided to take a page out of hardcore's book and say, yeah. let's do a seven inch split like all these hardcore bands and, and people were doing. And then it just was like, oh, shit, did you hear about so-and-so's band? They put out a seven-inch single. I wish we could do something like that. And there it is. That's how it happens. Yeah, as in it is sort of like like with fashion, sort of waves, trends, mm-hmm. uh, sort of. Yeah, and I think there is nothing quite like a record. Um, and I didn't grow up, uh, unfortunately, in that sort of era where they were uh, the main sort of form of consuming music. Oh, uh, neither did which I. Which I'm sad about. Yeah, it, it's it's. I think the it's so wonderful because the wonderful thing of records is they're big. 
there and the artwork the inner sleeves it's all it's about the whole process of listening to music you you you're in you can look you can look at the inner sleeve the artwork the lyrics at it uh, while you're at it you can you kind of it's so easy nowadays it's immersive yeah it's immersive that's it and it's so easy nowadays to just go on your phone quickly whack on a playlist and there, there you go, Bob's your uncle. You're walking down the street. You're listening to shuffled songs of your favorite playlist, which is fine. However, it isn't the same to me. Like sitting down, I don't know, putting on Rush Twenty One Twelve, um, and sort of opening up the booklet and uh, getting just dedicating your time and concentration to this one thing, which um, a band has put a lot of time, care, and attention into. So, to the love they put into it, and just understanding it for sure i agree a hundred percent there's something magical about putting on a piece of vinyl and listening to an album in the dark yeah you know like aqualung you know there's something magical about doing that and and it's not the same as if you're listening to it on earbuds and in in your phone yeah yeah and not listening through the album song by song which you can still do now and i i definitely i make i go out of my way to make sure that i I listen to these albums start to finish and i try and concentrate on the album um and uh dedicate my my heart and soul to what the musicians have dedicated their heart and souls to definitely i agree with that 100 percent because i think albums are made to be listened to versus yes there is always a single of some type but i love album tracks on on a lot of these albums the songs that were never intended to be a single the songs that are never intended to be you know if you take like the black album for example you get things yeah. like Holier Than Thou, Of Wolf yeah. and Man, The Struggle Within. Those album tracks that were not ever intended to be singles are yeah, such are I such think, great songs. I, I yeah, I, I I agree with you. And I think an album, if you take it as a whole, is it's a snapshot in time of a band's writing process and what they were going through at that particular time. And even though it, the songs, not all the songs are what the band or the record label would consider single worthy. It is, it's about what the band and the, the songwriters were going through in that snapshot in, t- in history, in time. So, um, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. You get a flavor of an album, if that makes sense. For yeah. sure. These classic albums take, for example, like I said, Aqualung, which came out in, I think, 1970 or 71. And here in 2022, Jethro Tull's releasing a new album. Yeah. So it's cool stuff all around. But yeah, definitely. I think I, I've recently been um, really um, uh, grinding the new Halloween album. I think that's fantastic. They've done an absolute great job on that album. So uh, yeah, and I've been um, yeah, that's been my main listen recently. Definitely, actually, right on. But I want to go ahead and switch over here. I'm going to ask you some general profile questions. These are all about you as a person. Yeah, yeah. So go ahead, you, far away. Being a musician, we're usually eclectic people out there. We collect a lot of things from tours and so on and so forth. What do you collect? I collect guitars as a guitarist. I'm sure yes. you get that answer from all guitarists. Um, Just uh, being a yeah. musician, I think musicians collect instruments. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's like one of those things. It's um, if I'm if I'm bored, what should I do? Oh, I'll scroll through some 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 pretty looking guitar pictures and right. like uh, <laughs> dream about owning them in the future. It's like the meme where the couple are laying in bed and she's like, "I think I bet he's thinking of other women," and he's looking at <laughs> guitar pictures on his phone. <laughs> that is that's exactly it. Like, uh, uh, my girlfriend will say, "What are you doing, Zach?" And I'll be like, "Oh, check check this out." And Claire goes, "Oh, is that another picture of a guitar?" <laughs> it's so uninterested, right? But, yeah, no, I was going to say um, guitars. Absolutely love them. Gu- music, tech. I think previously when I was growing up and like what helped like fuel my music passion was as a kid, I. You don't have m- much money uh, grow- growing up as a kid. I got a bit of p- pocket money for 
taking out the rubbish every now and then. I would go to charity shops in the UK and, and I would go through to the CD section all the time and um, leaf through all the CDs. And it was if the music looked cool or I'd, I'd read about a band in a magazine and I'd heard them that, that this band mentioned in a, a metal magazine or a rock magazine I was currently reading, I'd just pick up the album without sort of any sort of just... I had this obsession and so I collected loads and loads of CDs as a kid and it really drove my passion for music and heavy metal and rock. Uh, yeah. And you're actually right on point to the next question I was going to ask is yeah. what was the first album you purchased with your own money? Oh, first album. So this this is difficult because um, because I had such an obsession, it becomes a bit of a haze for me. But I would probably say I think and I think it was actually Appetite for Destruction. Um, oh, no, it would have been either Appetite for Destruction or um, ACDC's Back in Black. Two absolutely classic albums, but. I think when I uh, first properly um, started getting into music, um, the ACDC and Guns N' Roses were a huge influence of uh, of mine, as I imagine a lot of people. So, yeah, I think it was one of those two albums, but it becomes a bit hazy with all the CDs. Definitely. And both albums are magnanimous in their own respect. So Absolute classics, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, a lot of, um, as as a as a guitarist, I get a lot of nostalgia from watching uh, videos of, um, especially Slash from Guns N' Roses, um, for example, the Godfather solo, because oh, yes. I just remember being captured as a kid, or uh, just seeing this solo performed and this this these bands who are so cool playing this live music, getting everyone's getting excited. It's just, I, it fills me with so much joy thinking about it and rewatching these videos. Definitely. Sabbath or Zeppelin? Uh, uh, I would, that, that's an unfair question. <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, so, both of them have the moniker of inventors of heavy metal. So. Yeah. I would say for me, it would have to be Sabbath. It would have to be Sabbath. Um, I love, don't get me wrong. I love Zeppelin, but it's just the ball crushing riffs of, uh, Tony Iommi and Ozzy's voice. Uh, it just, Again, I think it's a a, a case of uh, yeah, it's um, it, it's, truly it's iconic a tough stuff, one. Yeah. It is a tough one, and you're right. I think either of those bands would have not worked had they not had the the core personnel of what was there. Granted, yeah. when Ozzy was gone from Sabbath and Dio was there. Or Tony Martin, yeah. or you know Ian Gillen, Ian Gillen, yeah, or whoever else Tony Aomi had. It's not the same Sabbath as it was with the original four guys. Yeah, but don't get me wrong. I mean, it's all good. Sabbath don't get me is, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. for sure, it's not the same Sabbath as you know Ozzy, yeah. Geezer, Tony, and and Bill. Yeah, I think it probably harks back to. Um, the point about like the soul of a band and um, that sort of the friendship and the bond you have with your bandmates. It is, even though sev uh, like uh, with a different singer means that there's a different, there's a slightly different chemistry, which means that it's, it's a slightly different feel or taste to Black Sabbath. And that's not neither. It can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing. It, it was an amazing thing for, uh, so Dio Sabbath is amazing. Aussie Sabbath is amazing, but they are different. They, in their own right, they're amazing, but they're not the same thing, if that makes sense. Exactly. It's Jeff with Mom's Music, and I just wanted to thank all of our loyal customers and our friends, and I want to thank my staff for a great year in 2021. We faced a lot of challenges, and those guys, they stepped up, the customers and the staff, and met every single one of them. I just wanted you to know that uh, we're all stocked up for 2022, and we couldn't do without you. And we love to meet new people, and meet new friends, and teach people about the Moms Music brand and the Rising Stars Music Academy. So, I want to wish you all a happy new year, and again, thank you. Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. 
We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards. It's going to get weird as the name of the podcast. We're on season two. So you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pinto? No? You ain't no man. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one because they stopped beating their wives. And weird we never even thought of. Well, no. My friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. (laughs) Weird. It's going to get weird is the name of the podcast. Available everywhere. And thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. Priest or maiden? Oh, this is a divisive one because... Priest and Maiden are like two of the, the, the biggest influences for the band. And it'd be interesting uh, to speak with Tom, Craig, Sam, and Pat with this because I would all be divided. Uh, for me, I'm going to just say it, Priest. I think um, I I love Priest and Screaming for Vengeance is one of my favorite albums um, with Electric Eye being one of my favorite riffs. Like starting off with Hellion, Oh man, I remember when I first yes. heard that. It just blew my mind. The harmony guitar straight into that riff. Oh, brings shivers to my spine. <laughs> Definitely. And it's interesting you picked both Birmingham bands. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. And yeah. you're you're absolutely right. I I think the metal community is divided on on a thing with Judas Priest here. You get the ones that always say Defenders of the Faith. That's it. Yeah. That's the album. Defenders of the Faith. Is the greatest greatest metal album of all time. I like Screaming for Vengeance myself. <laughs> and yeah. that's the other side of it. You've got the other people that are like, ah, oh, it's Screaming for Vengeance, you know. Yes. I'm just glad to hear somebody else say Screaming for Vengeance. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't I I think I have quite um uh I have good memories of it. And I, I remember actually walking back from um school one day and I thought, you know, I, I've got uh, I got at the time, I, I think I probably went to my local music store and got Screaming for Vengeance and I put it on my iPod and I was walking home from school and listening to this. And, you know, in the song Screaming for Vengeance, in the chorus section, there's an actual scream that happens in the background. So this threw me completely because I was walking home and there were cars and there's traffic whizzing by me. And I was convinced because with the headphones on that this scream was from the outside world and not from wow. the music world that was going. And so it scared the living shit out of me. Uh, it was quite funny at the time because, um, uh, I was, uh, yeah, I, I remember, um, thinking that I probably looked like pretty, uh, an idiot because I jumped to the side and I, uh, I probably let out some sort of mild scream in fear because I just heard this scream in the song screaming of vengeance. If that. Definitely. Sorry, yeah. That's always a point that I like as well is bands that put things in the backgrounds of their songs and, and recording process that you can really only hear if you're wearing headphones. Yes. I, I do. I love, I love that. Um, yeah, I agree. I think it's really cool. I think, uh, for example, one which I found out recently, which I had no idea was in Roxanne. Um, at the start, I think Sting sits on a piano and, uh, when they were trying to record the guitars, I believe, and he sat on the piano and made some sort of, uh, uh, chord, which you probably wouldn't, wouldn't be able to name. Uh, and you hear him laughing. Uh, and I never realized. I thought that, was that in Roxanne? No. Yeah. He, he messes up the bass line. Yeah, he he on one of the things he comes in wrong and laughs. And yeah, I don't I'm not sure if it's in Roxanne or, or what it's in. But I know I know the story you're talking about. It's like you're the fucking police. <laughs> you're you know, you, that's like the height of your fucking career. And you're just like going to let that get out. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's, it's like who was quality control? Who was producing that? They yeah. just said, hey. 
fuck it, let's leave it in. It, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's genius because I think it's about connecting your, yourself, uh, your, you as an artist, with the listener. And stuff like that does help. And I feel as a listener, I'm more connected with the artist when they leave stuff like that. It's not sort of a, it makes it more real. Right. It's not a, it's not a thing where it is shrink wrapped, cut and dry, picture perfect perfection. You know, it's not yeah, that. It's, it's not that. It's, yeah, it's, it's human. You know, and one of my favorite studio mishaps like that is in recording We're the Road Crew. Yeah. Fast Eddie Clark fell over playing the solo and it just feeds back for like seven or eight seconds while someone helps him get up because, and that is the take that they left in, in the production of the album. Yeah. And yeah. And it's a story, isn't it? We're talking about it to this day and it's, uh, iconic. Oh, for sure. It, 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 again, it's that, and this is Motorhead. So we're talking about there's no such thing as perfection with that band (laughs) anywhere (laughs) along the line. Yeah, a little rough around the edges, exactly. And just I I would expect it from them, but like bands like Zeppelin or the Police or anybody like that, it's like really really, guys, come on, we're better than this. (laughs) Yes, sort of like clean cut. Uh, So yeah, I know what you mean. Definitely. For the listeners out there, recommend an album or an artist to get into. Right. Oh, this is a, okay. This is a, a, a tricky one. Recommend an artist to get into. I would say, and so, uh, so yeah, this is, I'm, I'm, I have the dilemma right at the moment as in, should I, there's, do I recommend some, something new, fresh that I, I, I like, I, I would, uh, or something old school? I, I think I would, uh, yeah. How about Enforcer? I'm going to say Enforcer. Enforcer's, um, great. Um, they're a huge influence of the band and they've just got, they're relatively new and they've just got, um, killer riffs and, um, Olaf, um, has got, incredible incredible vocals with those sort of ball crushing high screams and uh yeah i'd re- go enforcer um and yeah it, it definitely hark back to the old school metal as well themselves so yeah that's what i would say definitely so check out them as well you got one more question for you but before we get into it do you have any shout outs you want to give to anybody <laughs> any shout outs um uh, i'm gonna give a, a shout out to norbert um and so uh yeah i i think i think that's the only shout out i need to do and if if you know you know <laughs> oh now see you can't do that to us <laughs> now- it's soon to be revealed that's why you have to keep following tailgunner you may you may you may eventually find out ah definitely all right last question of the day is what album yeah. changed your life what album changed my life okay the album that changed my life I think is, and I would say it's back in black ACDC. And this, this comes from, um, me as a, uh, as a guitarist. And so I was, I was obsessed with ACDC. As soon as I heard back in black and that guitar riff as a kid, I was just mesmerized. And that's really inspired me with guitar. And without that, I wouldn't, it would be, I just fit. That's what brought, my first passion love for the the instrument and so that ultimately changed my life forever the album um was i just rinsed it all, all day every day and i i learned all the guitar for it as as a uh, as you're learning angus is a fantastic uh sort of role model when you start with the guitar and it was just so simple but ballsy i think it was the fact that it was Brian Johnson's first album and the pressure surrounding that. Right. It, it just, it made it into an absolute masterpiece. And I know it's probably a very, it, it's one of the most sold albums of all time, but there's a reason for that. And uh, the yes. dependability. And I was just speaking a few weeks back with Rich from Blood of Heroes and he had cited the same album. Yeah. And oh, great minds think alike. <laughs> right. And it's the thing with that album is there's so many. Every track is a banger on that album. Every <laughs> yes. single one. It doesn't matter if it's giving the dog a bone. 
it's a yeah. It's it's an album that you can play first to last every single time you listen to it. And you could I could guarantee you that because I've done this, once you finish the album, you could start it right back over again and listen again. Because every song is vastly different, but yet all the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's something about the the production of that album and the the writing of that album that is just unlike any yeah. other. Yeah. And as a kid it was just it was mesmerizing and um yeah, thinking about it just fills fills me with joy because um I, I there are albums that I love and um have rinsed just like I have with Back in Black and um um Appetite for Destruction, Van Halen 2. I mean, there, there's um, loads I could list that I've had the same obsession with, but it's the fact that it it got me into the guitar, and that's what makes it life changing, uh, the most life changing life changing for sure. For me. And 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 it goes from every aspect of the album, not just not necessarily just the the audio that's there, but even the packaging. The stark black packaging with the ACDC logo on the cover and just a, just a simple text right underneath it just says back in black. And yeah. it's insane because like you really don't know what to expect with it. You're, you're thinking that it's like these guys just went through this horrible tragedy with Bond passing and now they're back and what's it going to be? And yeah. you hear that, you hear that first click and then that amazing fucking uh, that from from the guitar and it's it's heavy as heavy got back in that day 1981 yeah. or whatever you know yeah it would have been uh, it what what i'd give to have um been been there to actually experience it in its context yeah uh, i was born born in 94 so never got to experience it in its context well um, i didn't either so yeah <laughs> definitely um, Zach, thank you so much for coming into Metal Forge this week, kicking off this new year awesomeness with some yeah. Tail Gunner here. Pleasure. And we're yeah, going to play yeah. some thank Tail you, Gunner Mark. today. Don't, dude, no, seriously, thank you. We're going to play some Tail Gunner today. We're going to play this new single of Guns for Hire. Happy New Year, guys. All right. As <laughs> always, links will be listed below. So please give these guys a like, a share, and a follow, and visit the new tailgunnerhq.com and find out everything you need to know about these guys. You know you want to do it. Absolutely. <laughs> so, the new single, coming out now, Guns for Hire.
Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now... We're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on.